Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Today I've got DJ in the house. DJ is a personal client of mine. He and his fiance are running a monster sales team. We're gonna go deep into his model. We're gonna talk about hiring salespeople. We're gonna talk about converting leads and how this guy and his fiance, soon to be wife, have a team doing 25 transactions minimum per person productivity. So uh, enjoy today's podcast. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all wanna create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we wanna do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, so welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I want to basically say to everybody listening right now, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, as a listener, as a friend. And I want to thank Rich, my producer, standing right over here behind the camera uh, for just doing an amazing job across over a million views or downloads or whatever it may be. I should probably know that. Uh, But hey, thank you. So I got an insanely great guest, a personal client of mine who's here from Florida on a surf trip with his 13-year-old son, who's a total rock star. DJ, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So, uh, so, dude, tell him who you are, where you're from. Dude definitely came out because he's been surfing for the last couple of days, so I'm just channeling He's that. ready. He's- yes. So tell him who you are, where you're from, give him a little background, and then we'll get into a bunch of stuff on online conversion and building a rocket sales team. All right. So DJ Della Sala, I, uh, we live in St. Augustine. I also have a team in Jacksonville, Florida. So it's about 30 miles apart from each other in the Northeast side, uh, just on the border of Georgia. Yep. So it's great. How long, how long have you been selling real estate now? Uh, since 2006. Why did you get, so you got in the business in 2006. Great time. Do you always time things like this? Phenomenal. Yeah. We're talking about that. Are there any stocks that you're buying right now that I should immediately sell? Yeah. I'll text you in a minute. So, (laughs) so, so why'd you get into real estate? So I was in the restaurant business. I was young. I was, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And so I had a friend upstairs that started selling real estate and, you know, another town 20 minutes down the road. And it was again, property and they were selling condos basically on a raffle system. Yeah. And they were basically 600 to a million plus and just killing it. So he's like, Hey, you have all the intangibles to be a great salesperson. Why don't you get your license? I was like, Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Get my license. I ended up interviewing with a few people. I ended up working um, at a small independent brokerage that ended up working for a builder and got, I, there was 25 homes in the subdivision, sold them all and lost them all. And yeah. uh, it was, it was kind of a rude awakening of. So tell us about it. I mean, what was that like? I mean, you're, you're, it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows would be my, my guess, but Give, give the listener, maybe maybe there's somebody listening right now that's brand new in real estate or brand new in insurance or mortgage or things go up, things go down. We just had this conversation with your right. son. Like, what was that experience like and what did you learn from it? I mean, you could do the math. So my son's 13. So it was right when I had him. So I knew I had to do something to provide and for him and to give him the life that he deserves. So yes. failure wasn't an option and I need, knew I needed to do whatever it took and just kept grinding. I would be the guy that sat in the office all day, every day, just hoping that a top producer would be like, Oh, I'm too busy. Take this lead. And it did happen. And, you know, slowly, but surely I'd save and save and, and, you know, fast forward to 2009, 2010, I bought my first Trulia lead, you know, for like $200, which was crazy back then. And, you know, the rest has just been kind of on that 
So I think, but you made it through the dark ages. I made it through the the dark ages. 2007, 8, 9. And it's fascinating to hear that you bought your first lead in 2009. We're going to talk about a lot about online lead generation. Um, But, but with giving him maybe just that sense of your background, um, before we get into online, fast forward to today, could you describe your business model? Because you got an independent real estate company. Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? Maybe why did you do that first? Why did you start your own company? So I, you know, my, my wonderful fiance, Lindsay McGuire at Coldwell Banker, we were working together there and I was approached by an REO company because I was doing a lot of investment properties and they approached me and it sounded really good. I'm completely unorganized. I looked at Lindsay and I was like, Hey, do you want to come with me? We ended up going there and, and basically we're basically our own brokerage at that point. Yes. I looked what at, year was that? That was 2012. Okay. So you were still in the REO world in 2012. And yeah, short sales. Moved, mm-hmm. Short sales a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of teetering. Down. Yeah, sure. That's what we found out when we got in. And we were like, hey, why are we doing all this work? Yeah. I have constantly people asking me, DJ, what do I do when I get my real estate license? Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's open up Ancient City Real Estate. Ancient City being the oldest city, St. Augustine, yeah. uh, Ponce de Leon, and all that great stuff. So we did. And we furnished this... T- almost 2000 square foot office with all these desks, conference table. And Lindsay looked at me like I was absolutely bonkers. Yes. Like, what are you doing, DJ? Yeah. And I was like, it's going to work, I promise. And uh, put an ad out on Craigslist, hired my first agent, which he's still with me today. Congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool story. He was interviewing between us and a, and a big box brokerage and just decided with us, believed in us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then we, we kind of got, okay, what yeah. was that? take me back though. What, what was that like? So you, you start your own brokerage, mm-hmm. you go all in, you furnish, I mean, you, you probably spent a couple hundred thousand dollars. I'm guessing either in loans or lease, you know, leases, you got to get a fax machine. You got to get a copy oh. machine. You got to get a reception desk, telephones, internet. It was nothing. It right? was, it was crazy. And Lindsay, Lindsay and I basically did our whole business plan on a manila folder. We knew yes. we had to carry at least 1 million in pending volume at all yep. times just to pay the bills. Yes. And it was a funny story. My coffee machine that I went out and bought was like, I got sold on it and I brought it back and Lindsay's like, that was the last piece we needed. What do you do? It finally just kicked the bucket last month or two months ago. did a post about it. It was That's me scary. hugging her machine. And, but it was tough, but we, we yeah. believed in ourselves and we've always bet on ourselves since then. And I guess what I learned most from 2006 and 2007 in the dark ages then was it always gets better and there's going to be bad days and good days and just look forward to the good days and, and know that we're all working very intentionally for that greater good. Yeah. And that's why we wake up every day. I love it, man. So, so thank you for sharing that. So, so describe the business model today. So in 2013, when we opened up, I was going to grow a very large real estate company. We were going to compete with all the big, you know, I was going to yeah. take on the world, right? With everybody, yeah. So we, we started, we signed up with Boomtown. We started, you know, generating leads. I started giving out leads to all of my agents and quickly realized that not everyone wants to do the follow-up and convert leads like I do. Yeah. So we did that for, you know, two years. We ended up going to an event that you hosted in Orlando and you know started the blueprint event. Yes. Yeah. So we started looking at the team structure and started, mm-hmm. you know, I was looking around and was like, hey, Lindsay, this is what we need to do. We need to start a team. We need to do this. Yeah. So we did. And 
and this is what this is 14 2015 mm-hmm. so so just so we get chronologically you bought your first truly elite in 2009 what caused you to to select boomtown then as a platform and then we're, i want to get into the whole sort of team yeah genesis. so so basically you know then it was the there wasn't very many we were, there was top producer and there was a few other ones and, yeah. and we tried a few and they were just way too clunky and we we demoed boomtown and it was fit the bill for everything that we needed and yes. still does and at that time, though, you were thinking more traditional brokerage. We're going to buy leads. We're going to do Google pay per click. People right. weren't really doing Facebook ads the way we are today then. Right. So it was really just Google pay per click, and you were just going to give them out to the agents at what splits? At, so we started at 70 30, okay. um, up to 3 million. Then when they reached 5 million, then they went to 80%. Yep. And then 7 million was 90, 90 10. No yeah. fees, no, no anything. We charged up. We, we think we were charging 100 per person for Boomtown, just okay. to kind of cover that expense. Yeah. So at what point did you say, and maybe it was at that 2015 event, but what was sort of the tipping point for you of maybe the way that we're currently doing it isn't working? You had to have some signs. Yeah. I mean, it was way. just, it was just, you know, the, I, I, I knew we, I knew we had it in us to grow like we should. I knew we had, we were surrounded by a lot of talented individuals. We had, I think at that time up to like 22 to 25 agents. And mm-hmm. I was looking around, I was like, Hey, they're really talented. And, I think if I gave them the platform and the direction they need and the coaching that they, you know, would be successful mm-hmm. and it, it worked. Yeah. And I happened to probably bring on, I brought on my first agent in 2015 and then I brought on two more in 2016 and quickly realized, all right, we know what we're doing. We're able to scale this. We really just, just for clarity, you mean like, because you already had 20 plus agents in the brokerage. brokerage. You started taking on agents on your own team. Sales team. And so what was that like in the early days? Like, did, you know what I mean? Because we hear this all the time, especially from independents and also oftentimes from brokers that, you know, that have to sell real estate mm-hmm. to keep their doors open and make the profit that they want, yeah. right? Smaller companies, one or two off situations. Um, what was it like in the early days with your agents seeing that you were suddenly focused over here as well? It was tough, but I think the way... My my desk up until a few weeks ago was out in the middle with everybody. Good my time. culture was always, hey, I'm around, I'm in the trenches with everybody, and I want, I'm there for everybody. Yes. The same as if you're on my team versus not. I still have, you know, probably 15 agents that are not on my sales team. I think yes. we're up to 24 people on the sales team. There's nobody I wouldn't mentor the same. Um, if they just get different splits and different opportunities that we were able to provide. Yeah. So, so help us. So first of all, thank you for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, I mean, it just, it is what it is. Everybody's going to get a piece of you. It right. just, it maybe it's like, what are the ones on your team going to get differently? Maybe from a lead flow standpoint, 100% my expectation of them and they have expectation of me the same as the agent. Yeah. So, and it's very clear. So, so let's, let's break that down. Right. So we kind of, we got this sort of clarity around the model, which is one of the questions I want to ask you about. So if someone's listening right now and, and they're thinking about DJ starting a sales team, right? Mm-hmm. They're going from solo entrepreneur to maybe they already have their assistant. They've got their, you know, their, their partners in place, mortgage title and right. everybody else, but, but they've gone too far on their own. It's about leverage now. What have you found are the best qualities to look for when hiring salespeople for your sales team? So my sales team's pretty crazy. My average yeah. age on my sales team is probably 26. Um, and like I said, there's 24 of us compared to, compared to the average real estate agent across the country in the U S at least, right. which is like 50 something. 
Um, so why? Like, is your is just, where you sell real estate? Is everybody really young? So I just I, I've noticed that we live in a college town, and I yeah. you know Flagler College is right there, and we have yeah. UNF in Jacksonville, and there's a, there's a lot of talented individuals that come out of uh, college that you know either are going to go to a financial company and yeah. work in finance, or they're gonna they're not sure what they're gonna do. <laughs> so we kind of found this model of hey, we can almost I don't want to say guarantee because nothing is guaranteed, but no we're able to provide so many opportunities for the team that they're able to to really hit the ground running. So we brought on, I think 70% of the team was new new people, yeah, brand new to the business. But what I look for in a person, please, bringing energy to the room. If they come in and they're just dead, I mean, energy, passion, and a personality. Yeah. If you, if I can, and they want to be accountable, which I'm very direct. It's, it's the most direct. Okay, that was interesting. But you had like energy, get a kind of fun, right. like life of the room and be accountable. And right. your tone changed when you said accountable. Because I, my, I love my agents. Yeah. They love me. Yeah. One thing that they know is the accountability never falls off. Yeah. And I think as a team leader, I think a lot of team leaders kind of skirt around that a lot Yeah. because they're scared that what might the fallout might be if they hold them accountable too much. Yeah. But with our model and everything that we're able to provide, I think it gives us a, you know, I want to say an edge, but it is an edge. We're, we're generating so many opportunities every day. Yeah. And 70% of the t- team will make hopefully six figures this year. Okay. And so, so I want to, I want to unpack them because you said a bunch of, yeah, things. No, 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 it's great. <laughs> I love it. So, so, so first of all, how do you, like when you're interviewing someone, like, you know, people usually show up for their interviews as, you know, 25, 30% of who they actually really are. Because mm-hmm. man, like I'm on show and I really want to come to work here. Right. How do you call them out on that and make sure that you hire the right person? Do you do, you do disc profiles? Do you do some in, in office work? Like, how do you know that they're right? That's my first question. So typically, I'll, honestly, I'll, I do all the interviews myself and mm-hmm. Lindsay. I look them up on Facebook. I kind of see what kind of person they are. Yeah. It takes five minutes. I look them up, see what they're doing, what they're like, what they're like personally, what their interests are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I, people say, hate, I don't use a disc test. Yeah. Um, I actually, if I'm on the fence with somebody, I will. Sure. Um, but it, it's really passionate because online lead conversion and what, what our model's based on is about the passion and to get people to like you. Yeah. And if I, don't like you instantly or Lindsay doesn't like you instantly. There's a good chance our clients are going to like you. Right. Instantly. So it's kind of like that yeah. thing where it's okay. very, okay. Going to bring something to that. Yeah. Room. You know me, man, there's no, there's no wrong model and there's no wrong hiring profile. Right. The key is that you know your hiring profile and that you follow through on it. Mm-hmm. So, so hiring profile is one. Um, let's, let's, before we go into online lead generation, which we've got a lot of questions that I think you guys are really going to appreciate, like literally six or seven questions just about that. Um, Talk to us about what an agent gets when they come to work for you. Like this is an important one also. That person yeah. that's looking to hire their first salesperson. Like, you know, if you're a broker, you're going to say, or like my own company, here's the benefits of joining my, you know, my firm. Yeah, training, yeah, all right? that, all so, that stuff. So what do we get? I join your firm. What's the expectation? So the expectation is we're going to be in the office every day. Like I said, I mm-hmm. built my foundation on being in the office and, and all of that. So on average, so when we start an agent off, they automatically get leads into their system. After their two week training, we've kind of automated that online, yeah. which they kind of go through a training process through a 
what's the two weeks? Because these are brand new agents. Brand new agents. Contracts? Or yeah, we're talking about contracts. We have so we have contracts. We have sales training. We use Workplace on the back end of Facebook yeah. to kind of go through all of the different categories, yeah. which I, I find it to be great. Yeah. Um, so we have sales training. We have contracts, and then we have tests that they have to pass. They have to get a nine year better on. Give us an example of one of the tests. So one of the test questions are, you know, what is escrow or what is uh, percentage down on the cash transaction on escrow? Yeah. You know, a lot of people, we go through all these training models and yeah. they're not asking these real questions on what it's like to be yeah. in real estate. What are, yeah. what is somebody going to ask? What is, what is Noah going to ask? What is Rob going to ask when, when they yeah. do decide they want to move forward on a deal? Yeah. So it's a lot of intentional training on that. And then while they're doing that in the office, they're listening to my agents come in. So from nine to 11, we prospect and everyone's in the room prospect, pro, uh, prospecting and making a call. So they're hearing it, they're listening, they're kind of, I think that's great training. Yeah. It's on, on spot training. So, so you got 23, 24 team members mm -hmm. prospecting from nine to 11. What are the other agents, the, the sort of independent, you know, real estate agents that are not on the team? What are they doing when that's going on? So I have another team in my office that's there a lot. Um, Luke's, Luke and Sadie's team. So they're also kind of following, kind of following the model yeah. because it's working. And so yeah. they're in and it's, it's funny and we yeah. get everyone fired up and you know, it's, it's an open office. So yeah. it's easy to get kind of sidetracked, but for the most part, it's, it's, it's cool. And then you hear somebody say something off the wall and then everyone's like, Whoa, did he just say that? And it's like, yeah, he did. I'm going to say that. Sounds like my, it sounds like our sales. <laughs> yeah. So it's, so, so high energy, do you ever, but like, do you ever get somebody that's like, okay, man, I've gone through the two weeks of training. I don't know if this is like, I don't know, making phone calls feels weird. I'd like to be in the corner by myself. I don't want right. them to hear me. How do you manage? All so that? that's our biggest. So when I say that, when I'm interviewing people, I'm like, Hey Tom, we're going to minimally make a hundred calls a day. I want you to really blow my mind the first two weeks. I want you to show me that you're ready to yeah. do this. I've had people pass this test in five days. Mm -hmm. No pressure, but let's see what you can do and yeah. bring it to the table. Yeah. I would say after that two weeks, I have almost a 95% retention rate. Now, up until that, there there is some definite fallout because sure, like you said, they show up 30% of what they are. Yeah. DJ, I really want to do this. I want to make the calls. I want to make it a great life. I want to make a living. Yeah. And then reality sets in. It's like, no, he really wants me to make these calls. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so so back on the sort of the benefits of joining. So I join you, I get two weeks of training. Mm -hmm. It sounds like I've got some real world training. Like this is what actual buyers say to you guys. Like, right. and this is the script of what you're gonna use every day, LP Mama and all the other fun stuff that we discussed. Mm -hmm. Then they're on the phones, right? What happens once they get on the phone? I mean, do they get monitored while they're on the phones or is it just like, you know, old school real estate, anyone that's been around for a while, like here's your desk, here's your phone, good luck kid, you're on your own. Like what, what happens? So we have, think about 28,000 leads in our database, yeah. you know, from years and years. Yes. So, but really, I mean, a lot of my businesses, Zillow and, you know, so they're good portal leads. Yeah. So, but have fallen off. So we sure. send those, you know, we'll upload about 150 to 200 of those into them mm -hmm. to practice on, to get yeah. the cadence of calling. Yeah. And it's so crazy. Every hire ends up pulling one out of the, one out of the dead, which yeah. is just gets them fired up. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I was going to ask you, what do you do to activate old leads? And hearing that you have 28,000, that's a good question. But it sounds like every part of the training, person, yeah. everybody's doing it. Right. And part of yeah. the training, the, the question that's asked, if a lead asks you this, what do you say? Yeah. 
a lot of the questions are based on that. And yeah. my opinion is people will be like, oh my gosh, you're having them call leads. I'm like, hey, I'd rather call those leads a dead lead than, exactly. you know, than, than new people come Act, on. Activate someone that's maybe heard from the company, right. been to our website. Does, even if it was seven or eight years ago, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You're still calling and saying, hey, DJ, just checking to see how your home search is going, right? right? Like, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, so it's been, been great. And then how, what about from a monitoring standpoint? I know I keep like just digging in on all this stuff. What what else like do they do they have to report in from yes. 9 to 11? Yeah, so we so is there a meeting so, before and after. So we do a morning huddle every day at 8:30. So like I said, the office in Jacksonville and St. Augustine, I bounce back and forth between the two. Majority of the time I'm in St. Augustine. Yeah. We'll do it on Zoom. I'll bring it up, talk about something. Get, so you connected both offices yeah. in Zoom All or the, everybody's everyone's on everyone's in the office, but we have one computer up on yeah. zoom and then I'm given the five minute little spiel, get them fired up. It's very intentional, very, you know, very, try to be inspiring as much yes. as possible. Yes. And then, uh, so we do report we use CT right now for yep. reporting every night. Um, they have to put in their numbers it has to be in by 8am the next day. So part of my daily routine is every day at 8am, I kind of log on and I check who has put their numbers in mm-hmm. the accountability side. Yeah. Part of that, what we do to rotate our leads is we have lead shifts. We do lead shifts from nine to six every day. Okay. So in order to be on lead shifts, you have to log your calls, log your appointments, log your deals, and don't forget CTE. Yeah. So so just to be clear, lead flow means like the Glen Gary leads. Like these are the hot inbound Zillow leads yeah, so or the hot Google pay-per-click leads. Uh, the whole thing is is internet marketing. Right? The whole thing. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's, I, 90% I hope everybody, of my everybody's clear. Which he's going to hate that, you know. It's, no, I'm his coach. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, we have some people in your database we might want to write. Like, right. We've been so, in that discussion, and I'm, I'm going to keep prying until we work that. So so they get, if, if they if they report all the numbers, if they follow through the way, you know, sort of the expectation of being on the team is, mm-hmm. right? Which is no different from being on a sports team or any of it. Like, right. this is how we do it around here. This is how we do it. That's right, baby. Montel Jordan. Uh, so listen, so then they get access to the Glen Gary leads. Right. And do they get a truckload of them? Do they get one or two? Like help us like break it down for us. So we do, it in, we do it in two weeks. We do the shifts every two weeks. So okay. if you're a brand new agent on my team, you're going to start off with two per week. Um, and then so and then from the top down, mm-hmm. basically, it's like, hey, who's been showing up the most? Who has the most pending? So they get first pick and that goes all the way down to seniority after that, Got based it. on that. And how do you transfer the leads? Because, you know, with the with yeah. Zillow's shift, you know, a year and a half ago, right? Mm-hmm. So so what happens, right? So right now we have two offices and three, three shifts in each office per day. So there's six. Mm-hmm. So on the back end of Zillow, you're only allowed to put on five or yeah. five people right now. So we just kind of assume that it's going to go to the right person through Boomtown. We have Shark Tank, and yeah. so it pops up every every lead that comes in. Yeah. So if they see it's a Jacksonville lead, if you're in Jacksonville, you claim Jacksonville. If it's in St. Augustine, they claim St. Augustine. Yeah. It's the honor system on that, yeah. and it works out really well. Sometimes they'll accidentally get excited, and they'll just transfer it back within amongst each other. Yeah, direct calls are all routed. We use call action for that. Yeah. Um, so direct calls like, Hey, we just saw a sign. Sign. Guys. Yeah. Like, so our, our, they call us from our Zillow profile. We have a yeah. really strong profile. Yeah, we get yeah. a lot of direct calls from that. So, yeah. so those will first, first answer on that because we don't know what area they're in. Yeah. So, um, so they're great. And then before nine and after six, it's free. It's fair game. 
You know, I'm, listening, I'm just thinking right now, as I'm listening to you, some people would say that all sounded a little loose, mm-hmm. you know, like honor system, they could check here, you know, because Shark Tank with, right. with Boomtown. And others would be like, oh my God, he is micromanaging these people. What say you? I mean, I, I, I don't think it's micro, it's an, it's a, it's work. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we're providing, I mean, you know, everyone knows if you're in real estate, these leads are not cheap. No, no. But I can also take a first or second year agent and they'll close 25 to 35 deals. Yeah. And make a great living. Yes. So with that just becomes that accountability and you know, Hey, everyone has their systems. Everyone has their, their things that they do. We have found this one. It works really well. Yeah. And, and no wrong way to do it. And now we're ready to scale it. Yeah. So, so, um, I I have this note says, let's talk online lead generation, but we've kind of already going there in 2009, you bought your first truly a lead that was in the middle of the dark ages. That didn't end in your part of Florida for a long time. So what were you thinking back then? It was a little different. So I, you know, everywhere else in Florida was kind of crazy, but we live yeah. in St. Augustine. It's, it's gorgeous. It's a beach town, a lot of secondary homes, condos yeah. and different mm-hmm. things that were still generating some income Yeah, because uh, we get a lot of people coming out from Gainesville, Georgia, just coming to our beach where we have a lot of history. Yeah. So they were making a little bit of money and people had nowhere else to put their money. So people were buying, picking up these condos for 150 to 200,000 yep. parking their money there and getting a five to seven to 8% return, which was yep. good back then. So you found by buying leads on Trulia back then in the day, yes. you were picking up on those out of town investors, potentially right. and more. Yeah. People looking on online from New York, you know, that were saying, Hey, I, you know, I love Florida. I need somewhere to put my money. Here you go. And, and it worked. Okay, just so for, for context for the person watching or listening right now, DJ and uh, and Lindsay now basically control everything for Zillow and Trulia and mm-hmm. also Realtor.com or no? Yeah, not as much, but okay. yeah. But I mean everything, like literally everything. every, like every zip code. Yeah. For miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. I think I'm almost 80% and, and 90% of the zip codes. So, so that's going to have, you know, I mean, you know, the world today, it's like, it's like Democrats and Republicans, man, when you say Zillow and online, legion, right. love them or people hate them, right? right? Clearly you, you're on the love side. Um, so, so give us the evolution though. You didn't go 2009 by one truly lead to 80% of every zip right. in your marketplace. So kind of take us like on a, a year by year graph of. You know, you started in 2009 right. with a budget of $200 a month. Right. You know, today you're at $80,000 a month. Like, yeah. Uh, so what were the steps? So just very intentionally and very methodically, just because I'm conservative. And I know you wouldn't think that as much as we spend on online leads, but yeah. very conservative. And I wanted to look at... Yeah, you're very, you understand ROI. So right. I actually would say you're very conservative. You're like, if I spend yeah. an hour and I make four, it's all good. I'm, and back yeah. then it was great. We did. Yeah. yeah. So... Unfortunately, I just didn't, we didn't have the systems. And like I said, I was, I was completely unorganized up yes. until 2012 when I met Lindsay. Yeah. My database was my, my head. Yes. And I was, I would be. Lindsay. Just for the record, cause she's going to watch, there is more to this love relationship. Oh, she's right. going to be your wife soon. She right? is going to be my wife so in August. This isn't, this isn't just, Hey baby, you're just so organized. Mary. No, it was just, <laughs> it was great. I mean, it, but I was, I was, I was 
kind of struggling. I had yeah. so many leads and yes. I kept, I kept spending more money and she's like, why are you spending more money when yeah. you can't even keep up with the leads I have, but because I'd see the MLS and I'd be like, oh, I have that person. Yeah. And I'm, she'd be like, you're crazy. Yeah. So, uh, so give us that, give us that sort of financial. So I think 200, I was probably 200 and 2009, 2010, it probably went up to probably 500. It wasn't until 2012 really. Um, that I made the jump. So yeah. I had sold a $2 million multifamily unit off of a truly elite mm-hmm. and it, the commission was like $35,000. Yeah. And I basically took that chunk and said, Hey, I'm going to go all into at the time, truly and Zilla were split. Yeah. I was like, Hey, I'm going to dominate the one side and it was truly. Yeah. And so I put, you know, I, did a 12 month buy. They give you like the 25% discount. Yeah, yeah. And I think I went in for about 5,000 at the time mm-hmm. and happened to be Lindsay had went 5,000 into Zillow at the time. Really? And rewind to when we both met and the REO and she had just bought that. And mm-hmm. I just purchased that. We were like, Hey, we're going to dominate both portals right now. Yeah. Let's rock it. Yeah. And we did. So, uh, we kept there for probably in that first, you know, because we were opening up the business and everything. We went to, we dabbled in some PPC and once we opened in 2013 to 15, but 2015, we made the jump to about 15, 15,000, 15,000 a month. Yeah. And then 16, about 22,000 to 30 to 45. Now this is just on Zillow. Yeah. You know, we have a, we have realtor that we spend about 15 to 20, 15, I'd say 15,000 a month right now. Okay. And then Facebook, that's, we're doing a lot of branding right now. So we talk about a lot of online leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Branding's become my number one. Let's, so let's close it out now. I want to just, because this, no, we're going to get into, we're going to do like, we're more on this, Um, certainly with Boomtown and with other, other methods of creating brand as Mm -hmm. well as, you know, um, managing online leads. So, so you have this steady climb. Mm-hmm. And of course, someone's going to say, okay, wait a minute, so you're spending, let's just you know, say it's $60,000, $70,000 a month all right. in. Do you, do you net any money? Absolutely. It's a business, right? Yeah. Everyone can do the math. Yeah. So right now we're... Like how many transactions last year? What was the volume? Last year we did 260 transactions at $65 million. This year we have clo- closed and pending. We are at two forty. Yeah. And on pace... You know, our goal is to, uh, was is five hundred. Better get over five. I better get over five hundred. Sorry, um, that was the coach speaking there. But we're trending. We're trending that way. Yeah. We uh, we're able to to just keep scaling it. The margins are not as great as they once were because sure. of you know pricing going up, you know commission compression kind of going down. Yeah. So, but it is profitable and it's great. But it's not just about me. We're able to help so many of our agents. Yeah. And. You know, we just had an we have an agent of mine, Brittany, that just bought an investment property. She's been with. She was my first hire yeah. as in you know as the team when it started. Uh, Byron just bought a, bought his house, closed on it a few weeks ago. So it's it's really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's young in their twenties, maybe in thirties, all of a sudden buying their first house. Twenty eight, twenty seven. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. it's it's neat to see, and yeah. and that's that's really fulfilling yeah um so so somebody's gonna ask okay but what's this average split on the team so the average split on the team we do 50 50 Mm -hmm. um we charge a brokerage fee on that um as well 
So that's customer side. Yeah. But yeah, straight. Pretty, I mean, straight and simple. Straight and simple. 50, 50, we do 60, we do 60, 40 on personally generated business. Yeah. So. Did they do many of those? They don't have time. I mean, honestly, they, <laughs> like Tom, like, just so you know, Tom's yeah. on me, do open houses, do all yeah, this. I'm like, all the time. Yeah. they don't have any time. Yeah. Yeah. Like every We're like doing an analysis of them. Like you guys have all these listings. You should be doing open houses. You need more buyers at lower costs. He's right. like, they're on showing appointments all weekend like long. Showing how many, how many leads are coming in on a monthly basis? Just so people get some context. For uh, about 1200 right now. Yeah. So 1200 and you got, you know, you got nine to six, you could be in lead flow, but you got to have undone all these other things. Yeah. And if you're making calls from nine to 11 every day and you're following up with old leads, you're always booking appointments. Plus the, you know, all the other showings that are happening. Right? Have, so they're, they're busy. The average person on my team, I have people that have 10. I have people that, you know, and the average is about three, but you yeah. have to think you have inspections and all of those things of that come along with that on a volume. But, you know, it, it, it's tough. It's a busy business. It's busy. It's a busy business. All right. So, so this is actually, you're breaking down for me a little bit right now, which is how many leads can an agent handle? So if you ask, if you ask Lindsay, she would say 30, I would say 50 just because per month. Mm -hmm. and New or managing 30 to 50 people that you're working through the process. So that's new leads. New um, leads, every new leads every month, 50. Yeah. Uh, we do move, we, we've gotten into a good flow that we'll move mm -hmm. them around. Even, even the agents on the team are phenomenal about, Hey, I don't think this person's a right fit. I'm going to send it over here. Yeah. And so that that's, that's helped a lot, but because I'm, I stay on the cadence of the hundred, yeah. you know, the follow-up really happens. There's yeah. nobody that's followed through. Them. And you're, you're watching it through Boomtown. Through Boomtown. Like you're monitoring yeah. all Our, the leading and lagging indicators. Yeah. CEO, my yeah. job is to make sure the yep. business is happening. And yeah. that's what I do. I make sure we're, we're doing what we need to do. All right. So Lindsay says 30, you say 50. I'm probably going to go with Lindsay's number, but that's just between, uh, between you and, and everybody's me. different. Of course. And people, yeah. I, what I have found is not every agent wants to do, wants yes. 50. Yeah. And I think. Because what does that mean? I got to call, call, right. text, email, do a bomb bomb video. I got to boom, 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 boom. So I get them on the phone. Then I got to go show them a house. Right. While I'm showing all the other ones houses. And I think that's been my biggest learning curve. So if you're starting a team, yeah. kind of going back there, understand who the individual is. That yeah. we can't just run a team based on who we want them to be. We have to meet them where they are. Yeah. And some some agents might only want to make 60,000. It's hard for me. I'm like, hey, we got to do this. We, gotta, we always want more. But my biggest growth has been in the past year understanding like, hey, let's just, everybody's important. Let's, let's, everyone is, everyone's needs are important. Not my needs. Yeah. If they want to do 60 yeah. transaction, hey, I'll get you to 60. Yeah. If you want to do 20, 25 is the minimum. Yeah. If you want to do 25, then then I'll help you get there. Yeah. So that's going to be insane for some people that are listening right now. They're like to think that it's, you have to sell 25 houses a year to just be on the team. Mm -hmm. Do you cut people? All the time. I try not to all the time, but yeah, yeah we, we do have. But you were pretty like all the time. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah, sucks. That's the worst. That, my worst days are when I have to let somebody yeah. go. It's the, it's the worst part of my job because yeah. the culture, everyone talks about how culture is my team culture i think is you know everyone's going to say that their team the culture best, is, the, is the best yeah but when somebody gets let that let go it it affects everyone and yeah. everyone in there it's 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 a summer day yeah 
Um, we're it's all like a trading, trading deadline of every professional sports right. team or anything in business yeah. when, you know, someone leaves or you have to let somebody go. Yeah. But also too, a lot of the time they're in the decision because yeah. they'll, because of, Hey, we're all doing this, this, and this. Why isn't this happening with this person? And so, and you got pips like performance improvement plans. Right. Like you're, you're not just walking in one day and saying, right. Hey, you're gone. Yeah. I think when you have an amazing culture like we do that can police itself and kind of work around itself and, and monitor itself, that's when I think you have an awesome team and an awesome culture because yeah. everyone's working towards that goal. Yeah. So if you're doing the math, probably like I was, 360 to 500 leads, depending upon 30 a month, 50 a month, is a minimum of 25 transactions, something for all of you to be thinking about. Um, and again, we're talking about Facebook leads, Boomtown, which is like, you know, Google, Bing, mm -hmm. et cetera. And then Zillow and Trulia leads. Right. Um, how do you get the most from Boomtown? I think the setting, you know, the Shark Tank we, we utilize so much. Uh, yeah. you know, for, the people that, for people that may be looking so into, you know, Sync, Boomtown, you know, whatever, all the players out there. Right. Fire away. So we found that, hey, it works for our team and, and the, the routing rules and everything that we can create because we have so many zip codes, we yeah. can break it down into, hey, I like to put it, put team members into geographical locations yes. where they live so they can talk about, yes. hey, I want to go to the grocery store. This is where my son plays soccer because that's how you're going to convert leads that, yeah. you know, because people are buying the experience. They're not buying relevancy. Right. right. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it allows us to route leads based on zip codes it allows us to do shark tank if you free those of you that don't know shark tank lead comes in first to claim it they win so yeah makes a little da -da 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 sound yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool i love it all <clears throat> right so i'm gonna hit you with a bunch of just rapid fire right. questions uh so you have twenty eight thousand leads outside of having new salespeople coming in uh what's the best thing you do to activate old leads What's so the most marketing hack, whatever. So I broke it down. So we, you know, we've been so focused on the calls for such a long time. Texting is working so well right now. Yeah. Even breaking it down even further. Yeah. One-on-one -on -one individual texting. Yeah. So we all get in. We're like, hey, I have, I have 150 leads in my system. I'm going to send this great bulk text. The rates are dropping. Yeah. Nobody's going to engage into that. No. Um, one-on-one -on -one texts about specific properties have yeah. been working really great. Um, Give us an example. So, hey, I just found this, Tom. Uh, one, two, three Main Street, just at the market. What do you think? Question mark. Got it. And including a link. Yeah. yeah. Including so a link. So then you can see MLS activity or Boomtown activity. Correct. And you can see if they open it up, if they don't. Yeah. You know, another one that's been great, um, setting up my showing calendar for this weekend. What time's good for you? Just little yeah. nuances that yeah, just yeah. might pick up somebody and might yeah. might get somebody to respond. So there's actually a double so some a double contact rate on one on one text versus mm -hmm. calls right now. Mm -hmm. So you got to think too, like double the double the conversion conversation conversation right? contact. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I absolutely. would say contact ratio. Yeah. So if we make a hundred calls and we get ten people on the phone, yeah. Um, so it's about double on. Send, send 100 texts, you're going to get 20 you're, responses. You're going to get 20 responses. And again, we're talking mainly, you know, colder leads. Right. You know, they went to a site, they yep. filled out a form, now right. we're following up on them versus like testing your friends in your database, where if that happened, I would argue that you have no friends, mm -hmm. right? So that's that's an important distinction. So, so you're doing that through text. Um, what's your opinion on sales competitions and challenges? You know, whether it's around appointment setting or, you know, whatever else. Are you a fan? What's your opinion? Huge fan. 
Okay. We just got we just finished up a great contest and happens to be our best month ever. No con no contest. Yeah. July's looking that's looking good, but yeah. yeah. Wish I had a contest going right now. Yeah. So what did we learn from Mark Roberts, right? In October, right. sales acceleration formula. If you haven't read the book, read it. He's like, if things are bad, throw a competition. Right. If things are good, throw a competition. If uh, it's the end of the month, throw a competition. He's like, just throw competitions all the time. We just did a killer one too, where we, we, we had the two offices and we drew names out of a hat and we had, we played tic-tac-toe. Yeah. And for every, we had all the, we had nine thresholds you had to meet, you had to yeah. make 3,500 calls to get the first one. Yeah. You couldn't go to the second one until somebody got the first one. So they were playing tic-tac-toe against each other. <laughs> There's so many people that are listening and watching this right now. They're like, 3,500 calls. They're like, we have clients that are like, coaches are like, please, could you just make 35 calls this week? Right. <laughs> but I love it. It's fun. But you're also talking about one of the highest per person productivity teams in the country. So, you know, no shocker. All right. So let me ask you another question. Um, uh, you, you touched on it earlier. Give me a little more on what you don't look for. Or let me restate this. What you look for that would cause you not to hire someone. Ego. Okay. Ego is a big one. Um, how do you know they, I mean, there's, there's gotta be some ego that's good. Yeah. Some ego is good. Um, just asking them what they're like when, you know, what, what, the, what I do look for. I should have said this earlier. Yeah. A lot of my team has played sports in the past. I was going to ask a couple college, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. athletes on my team, the competitiveness that goes along with, with yeah. people that play sports and things like that. So that's always a big question to ask. I ask everyone what they do for fun and get yeah. a lot of a person, yeah. what they do, what they don't like to do, what they do like to do. Yeah. If they get uncomfortable and they say nothing, definitely don't want them on the team. So yeah. things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Was it Kyle Whistle that once said, like, if they can't go drink sake with myself and the crew, right. they can't be a part of our team. I mean, come on. Right? It was like the sake test. Yeah. Right? Like that was it. Um, all right. Last two questions. What's the hardest part about what you do? The hardest part, like I said earlier, letting, you know, somebody doesn't work out, but as more transactions happen, just more problems that come up. So it's, it's, gets yeah. difficult at times other yeah. than that. Um, I mean, do you kind of live in the problem all day long? Are, you, like, are you sort of the deal doctor of the office? It's not so much the deal doctor anymore as far as, as that goes, as just made, you know, just different things that come up throughout the day. I mean, we have space that, you know, just today, mm -hmm. um, our offices, we have the largest office center complex. We have parking issues. It's it's yeah. just weird problems now. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Through growth that we'll fix. It's no yeah. big deal. Just gotta get more offices. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get more spots. Whatever. Get more spots. Okay. What about uh, what about the most gratifying part? What's the most gratifying part about what you do? Just every day waking up knowing that I'm going to be able to help forty five individuals. It's it's so great. Yeah. And I think Moving forward, if I can grow this team to the potential that you and I talk about all the time, mm -hmm. and if that number can double and triple and quadruple and, you know, through hopefully this podcast, people will pick up. I just, I like giving, I like giving back to, to the aging community. I yeah. love our profession. I think a lot of people take it for granted. It's, it's, it's a passion of mine. I want, I want agent development to be a big part of the future. I want people, yeah. it's just, it's, it's cool. We're changing people's lives, not only in, in our in our company, but we're also selling people homes that they're going to sell by Christmas and Thanksgiving. And 
That's pretty cool. Yeah. When you think about, you think about this industry, like Matthew it's Ferrara talks crazy. about it all the time. Like, you know, we live in one of the most important roles in our society. It's 17% of the GDP is housing. Yeah. But like, that's a, that's just a weird number. We're talking about where people live. Yeah. Raise their families. Where they live. Make their decisions. Like if, have their first kid. If you move next to that neighbor that yeah. has a neighbor that has a kid yeah. that now yeah. your kids are best friends, that could... That could change, change everything for everything. Where they go to school, yeah. what they do. Yeah. So it's neat to, to understand what we do. Yeah. I hope you guys saw what I saw because his eyes just light up when he's talking about this. So, so DJ, as we wrap it up, first of all, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the Tom Ferry ecosystem? We've had a million plus people download these podcasts. You know, the Tom Ferry show, you come to all the events. Uh, you'll see him at the summit if you're going to be there. Yeah. Um, what do you want to say to this community? Just kind of wrapping it up. Close no, if you, ever, if you ever have any questions or you're at a point where you're at one, yeah, I've been there. Um, yeah. I've been at one. Now we're at 26. You know, there's been ups and downs and, yeah. and everywhere in between. If you ever need any advice on that, let me know. If you know, if you ever online leads and when you're Zillow bashing or not Zillow bashing, I, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. show you. I can show you the way. I can show you the help. Yeah. So. Describe what the LP Mama script is. People, right. like, people don't even know what the LP Mama script like the LP Mama is, right. but they all know the script, especially right. if you've been to Sales Edge. So, so man, thank you so much. Yeah, for thank you for having we'll, me. We'll make sure we hook up uh, an email address, uh, an office phone number, so people want to yeah. reach out to you. That's super generous. I never, I don't always just say to somebody, hey, how can they contact you? Yeah. You yeah. Find me on Facebook, page, DJ no. Lindsay on, on yeah. Instagram. DJ and Lindsay on Facebook. Check us out. Awesome, man. All right, well, let's take your son and go have some fun. Let's do it. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks, guys, so much for listening, and we will talk to you on the next podcast. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again, and talk to you soon.